On Fridays, I'll invite my friend Star. That's my girl. To help me find Jesus in the headlines or your lives in a completely unscripted conversation format. This is. This is. This is. Conversations with my girl Star. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first Friday conversation with my girl Star. That's my girl. Star. What are we talking about today? Today, I think we need to talk about social media and sex. Not just social media, just media in general. Social media, the music industry, TV, and sex. You know, all of my thoughts always come while I'm in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Don't judge me. (laughs) Certainly, this one was going to come to you in the goddamn shower. (laughs) I realize how that sounds. So, no, honestly, just in everything that we look at, sex is just everywhere. For example, I had a friend of mine send me an Instagram post of Nicki Minaj in this bikini with a thong on. And she's like bent down, squatting down, and her behind is facing the camera. And it says, new launch coming soon. And so I asked my friend, well, what is she selling? Because <laughs> it didn't make sense. <laughs> like, it's okay. Wait for it. it. It's going to come in the shower. <laughs> and then you have like all these songs on the radio. True. So we have your WAP. I'm not, you know, we all know what that means. Right. There's just oh, so many songs that is just so like. It's so many songs that I can't even play in the car because it's way too explicit for my children. Like, yes. it's it's like, good God, that's, that's what they're saying on the radio now. We licking and we sucking. They just met in the club and they did all that. So I'm just like, you know, raising teenagers and raising kids, as you know, it's kind of hard to censor just what they're exposed to because it's everywhere. Yeah. And so it's like, where did the censorship go? Yeah. Uh, Sex is definitely overly glorified in the media, right? Like I used to watch I Love Lucy. So I remember when they would show Lucy and Ricardo's bedroom and it was two twin beds. They didn't even want to show married couple living together and sleeping in one bed. That's what censorship was back then. Now it's like, oh, it's it completely died. (laughs) You saw last week how they had the was it sipping sipping? Oh gosh, sip and see a whole lot. (laughs) Was it sip and see a show? (laughs) See a whole entire show, and the fact that that video or clip went viral. And then you had clips of, it was a lot of things that went viral last week. That went viral. A clip of somebody's tape. Nelly's. Nelly's tape went viral. How is, I guess it's hard to kind of censor the internet, though. I'm assuming. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Is it? The amount that we have access to on the internet in terms of like visual content and even explicit content is still not considered darknet. It should be, but it's, it's not. And and it's such an attention sucker, right? Like everything feels like clickbait, even the way that they write headlines. Just like you said, you know, picture of Nicki Minaj. Everybody know Nicki Minaj got that work, right? Like Nicki, I'm trying to think who before Nicki Minaj made everybody want to go get the BBL, right? It might've been her or a Kardashian. Kardashians. There it is. Mm -hmm. That put out there 
this hourglass figure. Yeah, some women naturally had it. I wasn't one of them women. <laughs> Neither was I. <laughs> God, I love my body, but you know I'm shaped like an apple. My, <laughs> my hips ain't never going to be wider than my shoulders. Anyway, I, this whole you need to look like this in order to be considered sexy or desirable has such a great effect on, yes, our kids, because we only had the little magazines with the size four models and everybody was going crazy over anorexia, right? And mm-hmm. believe right, nobody right. was trying to eat, right? But this proliferation of getting the body work to match these, what they see in the media and feeling some kind of way if you don't look like, if you don't look that way, right? Like me, single, I'm out here in the streets, tough streets. It's hard out here. It's it hard, out, hard here. out in the streets. It's hard out here for a pimp. I'm going to say it. It's hard out here dating because all you see are these images of women with these perfect, unnatural hourglass shapes. And as a woman who doesn't fit that mold, as a grown woman, Mm-hmm. Who doesn't fit the mold? If I look at it long enough, I'm gonna start feeling like maybe I need to get the work to let me right. in. And I can't imagine. I can't imagine because you know I can't. I teach in a high school. I could see the girls walking around and they look like grown little babies, right? Because they're trying to look like all the, the images eyelashes. that they see. Girl, the dragon lash for dog. They ain't natural the eyelashes. <laughs> they dragon lashes. They wigs. I mean, just whole face beat to the gods. <laughs> beat to the high heavens. I'm like, dang, you got a YouTube channel for that? I had to go shape up my eyebrows because I was feeling a little inadequate compared to these babies. <laughs> it's a lot. They got concealer. They got bronzer on. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. It is a lot that we're bombarded with. But like you said, the amount of, of sex as clickbait, and and not even clickbait. If if the video goes viral, like you said, people are looking at this is what people are putting into their spirit, right? Like Ooh, yes. they're taking it in. They're seeing these images. People are talking about it and comment. You know, you know how black people do. <laughs> you know how black people do on Facebook. They address something real vaguely, right? So that only the people who are in on the conversation or hip to the headline know what they're talking about. So after I see all these goddamn vague comments, like, what the heck are they talking about? Right. Why? Now I go to Google why Nelly is trending. Right. Please tell exactly. me Google why he's trending. After I read, like, the whole sip and see a whole show thing, in my mind, I was like, I don't need to go find this video to see what everybody else saw that is appalling because I as a single and celibate come on let's go celibacy (laughs) I'm proud of you I'm proud of you I accept that with all my heart thank you I want to thank God for celibacy seeing those kind of images don't do anything good for your mind watching it hearing it it's going to stick with me even if I'm not doing anything Mm -hmm. and if it sticks with me as a grown believer good God what effect does it have on these kids right they just want to try it because everybody else is doing it and we see it and it's everywhere so I'm curious and you know what I want to I want to know what that curiosity feels like right 
Yep. And so like when we were younger, I mean, and I'm not going to say that we weren't curious when we were younger, because I, I think it's just a part of being a human, right? Sure, sure. Um, however, depending on how you were raised, if you're raised in a church, you, you took what your beliefs were, what your faith, what your faith was, and that overpowered that curiosity. Well, for me, it did until I got into college. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's keep it a let's keep it a thousand. And Me too. Dr. College, right? Now, now be honest. Okay, now be honest. You grew up in a church like I did, right? You was in there every Sunday. You went through new, new membership class. I did all of that. <laughs> that you know, class. you got to qualify growing up in a church. Like going every Sunday, even getting baptized. You know, okay. But when you go through that new membership class sure <laughs> and you did. stand in front of the congregation. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. So when, when you got to college and you made the decision mm-hmm. to give mm-hmm. into all your feelings, were you mad at God or were you just living life? Like, were you just like, I'm out here being in college, you know, everybody's doing it. I'm in this moment with this yeah. guy, like in the heat of the moment. And I it think feels it was good. Like, I was just living life. I'm free. I don't have no parents around me. You know, mm-hmm. if I, it, the crazy thing is too, I would still get up on Sunday morning and go to church. Like a good believer. But it literally for me was just, I was just living life. I was actually mad at myself and I thought I was going to hell. <laughs> it was just a living life thing for me and then I felt the conviction afterwards so for so. me I was very much mad at God you know went to college and I got labeled a good girl I didn't really go to the parties and drink first of all I wasn't drinking around everybody and you know I kind of live on observation road for a long time so I'll go and I'll just watch to see who's you around. still I mean, do what are you talking about <laughs> you still, still be on observation street for <laughs> yes. a minute watch more say less so you know just in a whole new city a whole new hood like bona fide hood that i know how these people get down well, tell them where you went to school where were you oh oh so i was in wilmington delaware so wilmington delaware is like the midway point on 95 between baltimore and philly the grittiness and the hardness of baltimore with a little touch of the cool factor from philly it's a small city. Everybody knew everybody. And if I left my house six blocks down and three blocks over, by the time I got to the building, somebody already knew I was coming. It was so they like, were looking out for you. Yeah, no, not no, not looking out. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Don't you have a lookout? <laughs> you know, streets is watching. So when you're a new face in the hood, it's like, well, who that girl? You know, people have nothing to do except watch where you go. Anywho, when I got to college, I was in a new place and I felt like I was betrayed by my close friends, by people at the church. And I was really on the struggle bus in college, like trying to work, trying to go to school, had to pay my own way on a struggle bus. And I got to a point where I felt betrayed by everybody. And so I got mad at God because I was like, God, what is the whole point of trying to live right if everybody is just going to keep slapping you on the face? And I was like, forget it. I'm just going to live my life because I've been doing it your way. And it kind of sucks major. So I was really mad at God when I gave up my virginity. So that's why I asked that question. And what you talk about the conviction at the end of it, Again, it's something that I talk about in the celibacy episode from this week, earlier this week, even later on, as I continue to engage while still loving God, 
Cause mm-hmm. like you, I was going to go to church cause I wasn't <laughs> going to be all the way wrong. Loving God was enough to convict me, but it wasn't enough to compel me to change my behavior mm-hmm. about sex. You know, we say <laughs> God knows my heart, my heart. <laughs> my heart. I just go repent <laughs> for about two weeks. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So let me ask you the question. Let me ask you this question. Where do you think everything changed from before you could kind of decipher like, okay, this particular song is talking about set to now it's like you're clutching your pearls, right? So <laughs> right. Where, <laughs> where do you think that tra- that transformation changed? Because I mean, let's not pretend that, you know, in the 90s, there were still, well, late 90s, right? Mm -hmm. There were still songs out there talking about sex. So you had, um, why can't I think of a song right now? Oh, next that. um, Too close. close. Yeah, (laughs) too close. I hate it. I never liked that song for that one line. So, you know, I care about lyrics, right? Let me tell y'all, Crystal knows. (laughs) Every lyric to every song, no matter what year it came out, whether it is an old school hip hop song, an old school, new school gospel song, she is a lyricist. Okay, go ahead. I just want to put that out there. Not a day. Every song. I love music, right? Like I can tell my life story and songs. Let me answer your question first. So with the song from Next, as soon as I got to that lyric, and it's so like, they make it sound so cute. Like, step back, you're dancing kind of close. I feel a little poke. Wait a minute. (laughs) You feel a poke coming through? And it immediately, (laughs) it took me back to the clubbing days. You be dancing with a dude and you're going to give him everything you got. And that one time you feel that poke. Ew. Control yourself. That's that's when you start. That's when you turn around and you back up. The turnaround is real. It's a real thing, y'all. The turnaround is a real thing. That is how you get out of every dance. You turn around. Okay. Make eye contact. Okay. Back up. On the beat. On the beat. I go all the way back to, you know, old school, like spinners and heat wave, but they didn't call it sex. They, they made it sound beautiful. It was always making love. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to stroke your hair and I want to hold you close and let me set the mood. Let me burn a candle. Let me get the fireplace going. Let me dim the lights. Shoot, let's turn them off. <laughs> turn them off just turn them off it wasn't anything vulgar they made it sound like so intentional and so purposeful and the whole point of it was to just get a little closer not get off because i think the 80s was like an awakening it was like ooh, they was doing a lot in the 70s with all that making love and some of them drugs got mixed (laughs) in it was a little out of control so the 80s was about awareness let's talk about sex let's get practical about it self-destruction oh so you had tlc Uh um, salt and pepper first salt and pepper first in the 80s they were let's talk about sex baby let's talk about you it was like all about Let's kind of view our lives in a way that we're not causing our own selves destruction. Right. right, And so we got that under the belt. (laughs) And it's like, okay, now everybody got condoms and everything. Let's, I'm freaking you, Uh H-Town, we getting towels and everything. We sexing people up with Color Me Bad. And we thought that that, I mean, it was, we were growing up on that music, but we're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Meanwhile, our parents are probably clutching their pearls. (laughs) 
and now it's just I feel like it's just going downhill. So do you think that there's a there's any way of taking control or are we too far gone? I don't know that we're coming back. I want to say we're too far gone because even in the middle of H-Town and Jodeci and freaking you and sexing folks up, there was still the wave of what they were calling Neo Soul with Jill Scott and mm-hmm. Erica Badu and Maxwell that kind of broke all of that up. It kind of made us talk about something different. Good God, when mm-hmm. Maxwell came on the scene with Don't Ever Wonder, like, shouldn't I realize you're mm-hmm. the highest level high? If you don't know, then I'll say it. So don't ever wonder about it. What? I mean, we even have Anthony Hamilton, which I'm not really a huge Anthony Hamilton fan. Mm-hmm. However, he's a beautiful songwriter. Mm-hmm. And he's he, he writes songs about women in the most like, you know, I just want to love you mm-hmm. type way. Mm-hmm. So here's the one thing about the social media that probably helps this cause. If anything is going to change the course of the glorification of sex and our music, especially, then this is where I think social media really helps us get access to different types of artists who are putting out quality lyrics. So let's say like Kindred and the Family Soul, right? Mm -hmm, That is a mm -hmm. husband and wife singing love songs about imperfect marriages, but fighting through it. I think about the artist that you put me on to, Toby says- Oh, Nuegwe, but I might've said it wrong. So sorry, Toby, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shout out to toby somebody get toby to listen to what we're talking about please yes. seeing him listening to his music but then understanding him as an artist his own dedication to family him oh, performing very with dedicated. his wife like yes. the restoration of the marriage unit as a performance model like we had duets where where we had this male female profession of our love to one another moment social media gives us access into artists we wouldn't hear on the radio so then we can come into music and even streaming services like spotify right mm-hmm. um spotify is not paying us to put them on but pick your favorite streaming service pandora spotify apple music because they kind of use our listening behaviors things that we like then they can pull in other artists who are in their library Mm-hmm. And introduce us to artists who make even more of the quality music that we said that we like. So if anything can change the course, then yeah, that's one benefit that may be able to not have us all go get BBLs and <laughs> have sex in the bathroom. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. That's a good point. That is, that is a very good point as far as how that platform can be used for new up-and-coming artists. Like some of the new and up-and-coming artists, I can probably listen to to the point where they might get a little vulgar. You know, I give it a shot. I try to listen, but I'll be like, mm, lost me there. And even though I'm not listening because my reference goes to an old school idea that making... Mm-hmm. I don't want to have sex. I want to make love like every time. Then that doesn't work for me. But for the kids who don't have that reference. Yeah, I love love her, her music. <laughs> Girl, he took me to the alley. We was, we was by the trash can. We was, we was looking for the moon by the trash can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was romantic. You put down a blanket and everything. Yeah, the Yankee candle with three wicks on it. <laughs> Because you know the wicks matter. (laughs) The more wicks, the more sense. (laughs) Crazy. It is. It is. 
No, I just I just hope that there's more that we can have more up and coming artists to just mm-hmm. at least change the music game, like you said, mm-hmm. and have that platform of of uh, on Instagram to say, hey, I'm a real artist singing about real stuff using real words because sometimes I don't even. <laughs> yup. <laughs> yup. Every sound like a whole sound effects track. (laughs) That's all we got for today, y'all. We hope y'all enjoyed our conversation. In everything and all things, make sure you are checking for Jesus. Until next week, y'all.